Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free Potty. I have such a good episode for you guys today because I remember sitting on my couch on my bed and YouTubing, how do I eat more without gaining weight? How do I eat 2,500 calories and lose fat and gain lean muscle? How do I really achieve that toned physique that I've been working so hard to achieve? And that's what I'm going to really break down in today's episode is that can you really lose fat and tone your muscles at exactly the same time? And I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can. And I'm going to break down in the episode of how you can achieve that too. So it's going to be a good one. But before we jump into the episode, guys, I've been working on something for you. I know how it feels to be plateaued with your body goals. I know what it feels like to be trying every single diet, to exercising seven times a week, to feeling super guilty, be riddled with guilt when you go out for dinner and just being like, oh my God, I feel so bad for eating this, even though you really truly just want to enjoy your time and enjoy the food. I know what it feels like to wake up every day and literally stand in front of the mirror and pick your body apart. Anytime you look at your reflection, you glance and look at like how big your stomach is that day or maybe it's your legs. Like I get it and it's fucking rough, right? It's so, so rough. So if you're here, I absolutely feel you because sometimes you can just feel like you're like doing all the right things. Like you're consistent with your exercise, you're eating really well, you're eating really clean, but you're still not seeing the results that you want. So what I have done, I've created a quiz for you guys. The reason why I've done it in a quiz is because not everyone is doing the same things wrong, right? Like some people are nailing their nutrition and some people are nailing their exercise and some people are, you know, nailing macros, some people are nailing calories and X, Y, and Z. So that's why I've done it in a quiz format because it's going to be personalized to you so you can understand what you are doing wrong and how to fix it. So if you are sick and tired of trying diet after diet, challenge after challenge, and literally burning yourself down with your exercise or to feel guilty for eating too much, then you need to take this quiz so you can understand what to do to fix it. If you want to take the quiz, it's in the show notes down below. Also, I am absolutely loving you guys sharing that you're listening to the podcast on your Instagram stories. I love seeing you guys listening. So please keep sharing that you're listening. Tag me in it so I know that you're here with me because it's just so surreal and I love it so much. And it really motivates me to keep going and educating you guys to really help you guys break free from this constant thoughts about food and your body. So let's get into the juice. Let's get into today's episode because 
This is going to give you so much clarity on the fact that you absolutely can lose fat and gain lean muscle at the same time. You just might be going about it in the wrong way. So first of all, I really just want to start off with some mistakes that I see all the time when it comes to wanting to lose fat and tone up your muscles. So the first one actually comes down to your mindset. A mindset is so important because that's our driver. What we believe is how we're going to act. And if we're not working on that and we're not shifting our beliefs and our perceptions, then we're never going to be able to change our outcome. Okay. So that's why this one is really important first. And it's the mindset of, I need to lose weight in order to be toned. I need to lose weight in order to drop fat and have lean muscle. Because the problem is, is that when you get into these mindsets of, oh, I just need to lose weight, I need to lose weight, what do you do? You then think, okay, cool, I know I need to lose weight, so how do I do that? I know I need to be in a calorie deficit, and I know that I need to eat really low-calorie foods. So what do you do throughout the day? It's like, oh, I'm going to have eggs on toast, but I'm only going to have one piece of bread instead of two pieces of bread so I can save those calories. Gets to lunchtime, you say, oh, I'm going to have a big piece of protein and then I'm going to fill up my salad bowl with heaps of veggies, lots of foods that I can eat in a lots of low calorie foods. So it really fills me up. And you think to yourself, like, why would I add the oil in? Like, that's such a waste of calories. Then you get to your dinner and same sort of situation. You're going to have a stir fry. You're going to have chicken. You're going to have your veggies. And then you're like, oh, I can't have too much sauce. I'll just have a little bit. Or maybe you're in the mindset of, okay, cool, losing weight. Um, You wake up, go to the gym, you have brekkie, and then you get to lunchtime. And then you think to yourself, well, I've already had too many carbs at brekkie. That means I can't have that many carbohydrates at lunchtime. So what you're doing, you're basing your meals off the perception that you've already had too much at breakfast time. When in reality, you actually had a good portion at breakfast time and now you're restricting the food that you actually need at dinner, but because you're believing that you're eating too much, then your lunch is now not a balanced meal simply because of what you had at brekkie, right? And I can go on here. It's this mindset that we believe that we have to starve ourselves and cut out calories to lean out. But all this is actually doing is making your problem so much worse. Because number one, if your meals are not satisfying enough, aka you're not adding in complex carbohydrates, you're not adding in fat, then you're going to be looking out for something else, even though you maybe not be hungry to satisfy that need of satisfaction. How many times have you eaten this big salad bowl with a protein sauce and you finished it, you felt really full, then after you were like, I'm not hungry, but I'm not yet satisfied. So then we go eat some chocolate, eat some cookies, maybe one row of chocolate turns into two rows of chocolate. And then of course you just feel incredibly guilty about it. So number one, Problem number one is meals are not satisfying enough. Problem number two is eating this way into, you know, restriction, losing calories, like trying to eat as little as possible, skipping meals, means you're underfueling. You're literally not giving your body enough energy for the amount of 
exercise that you're doing. So ultimately, number one, the calorie deficit is just way too low. Number two, you're not giving yourself enough carbohydrates, so hence the reason why your energy is so low, hence the reason why your sugar cravings are hectic. And number three, the most important one here is that it's going to hinder your training performance. And I say this all the time, if you're a long-term listener that you know, is like your nutrition is kind of how you shape how much body fat and muscle you have. But then our exercise routine is what gives us the actual shape. It is the thing that actually builds our muscles. So then we actually have shape in our shoulders, that we actually have shape in our glutes. And if we're constantly underfueling, aka all those mistakes that I just spoke about, underfueling, is that your training performance is going to be shit. And therefore, you're not going to be able to shape your body in the way that you want. That's one of the reasons why is that like anytime you are successful with weight loss, you still look in the mirror and you're still not happy with what you look like. It's because you don't have any muscle mass. And of course, this underfueling is also, it's going to increase your cortisol levels. It's going to downregulate your metabolism and it's not providing the building blocks to build muscle. So you're actually cock-blocking your own results by doing these things. And then last thing I want to talk about, another really big problem with it, is it's, it's increasing your likelihood of binge eating, likelihood of losing control, likelihood of saying, fuck it, I'm going to start on Monday, stuck in that binge restrict cycle. Okay, It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your physical health. So why are we still doing it? And honestly, this is where so many active females are getting it so wrong. And like, let me know if this has happened to you. Like you do go through that fat loss phase. You go through a calorie deficit and you're successful with your weight loss. Then you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm still not happy with what I look like. I'm not toned. I'm not lean. I'm just, quote unquote, I'm going to call it skinny fat. And this is something that I always question my clients at the beginning because it's really common that someone will come to me and they'll like I want to lose weight Laura I really just want to lose weight and then I ask them ask a few questions and what actually they want is to drop body fat and to have lean muscle so if I just listened to you and said okay cool let's drop weight let's do a bunch of cardio let's do drop your calories really low we'll lose weight really quickly really easily but The thing is, you're not going to be happy with what you look like because you haven't got any shape to your body. So it's really, really important for you guys to understand this, okay? So traditionally, what people do is bulking or cutting. And this is classic bodybuilder style, right? Bodybuilders will do a, you know, they'll go on a calorie deficit, they'll get to a low percentage of body fat. Then what they'll do is they'll cycle through a bulk and they'll bulk up their muscles, eat in a calorie surplus and build as much muscle as possible. And then what they'll do is then cut down again. So cut the amount of body fat that they have. This is really common. Everyone knows about it. And what I want to talk to you today is a concept known as body recomposition. And this is something that's definitely not spoken as much about because it's like not the traditional, you know, what the bodybuilders do. So what body recomposition is, 
is that getting to a certain body weight that you're like kind of comfortable at, you're never going to be like super happy at your starting point because you haven't had the effects of body recomposition yet. And what body recomposition means is that staying at exactly the same weight, so say that you weighed 65 kilos, stay that you stay there, and then you increased your body fat percentage and you increased your muscle mass. Even though your weight stays the same, you absolutely look better because your body composition has changed. And honestly, this is my favorite approach instead of bulking, cutting, bolting, cutting, because number one, how you achieve it is a lot easier than bulking and cutting. Like you don't have to constantly be tracking your calories. You don't have to be sticking to a deficit. You don't have to be sticking to a a surplus because all you have to do to achieve body recomposition is that you need to be eating at maintenance calories. You need to make sure your macros are right and you're eating enough protein. And then you need a really smart training program that's applying progressive overload, that you're actually training really hard, really intensely. And literally all you need to do is get stronger over time. Because what you guys need to realize is that the stronger you are, the more muscle you're going to have. And we know that body fat takes up about 15% more space than muscle. So think about it. If we have more muscle than we have fat, that means we're going to be smaller because we're going to be physically smaller because we're going to be more dense. And this is where people get it so wrong because they think that, oh, if I have more muscle, then I'm going to be bulky. I'm going to be like ripped and jacked and X, Y, and Z. However, that's actually not true because number one, it's actually really hard for females to build muscle because we don't have near as much testosterone as boys. And number two, the thing is, like I just said, muscle is denser than body fat. So if we have more muscle than we have body fat, then we're going to be smaller. We're going to be leaner and we're going to finally achieve that lean toned physique that we're actually striving for. So if you're afraid of lifting weights, if you're afraid of getting bulky, what you guys need to know that the smallest you can possibly be at any given body weight is when you're the strongest that you can possibly be at that body weight. And this is the thing, like this is what how literally I have achieved my physique to where I am now. Sure, I've done a little bit of cutting, I've done a little bit of bulking, but nowhere near to the extent of literally sitting at maintenance calories and getting stronger in the gym. Like my physique has changed so much simply from now being able to, you know, deadlift 80 kilos to being able to do six pull-ups to be able to do like tricep dips, being able to squat a lot heavier than I once was able to. And literally just cruising, eating at maintenance, making sure my protein is high and then just having the ripple benefit of this body recomposition. I've really been looking into the literature of this and like it's often spoke about that this body recomp can only really happen in beginners or if you've had six months off in the gym. However, what the research is actually saying is that even advanced lifters can achieve body recomposition if their training stimulus is hard enough. 
which is a really cool thing. So whether you're like at the start of your journey, whether you're at the start of lifting weights or maybe you're like two years into lifting with a good smart training program that's making sure you've got enough volume, frequency and intensity, you too can also achieve body recomposition, which is really cool. So some practical tips for you guys, like how the hell do you achieve body recomp? And I'm going to break it down for you in terms of we're going to talk about food and then we are going to talk about exercise because you can't have one without the other if your goal is to change your body composition. It's just not possible. Everyone believes that nutrition is king and exercise is queen. However, if you don't have the muscle stimulus on your muscles, then you're not going to get that toned physique. All you're going to do is drop body fat and still not be happy. So I reckon it's King and king, both are important. (laughs) So how to achieve it. So the first thing is that you need to be eating at maintenance calories. So go back to my other episodes if you're not sure what that is. All it means literally is eating as much as what you are burning. And that's why it's cool. That's why it's fun. It's because eating at maintenance is the best, right? You don't have to think about it too much. You're literally eating until you're full and satisfied, making sure that you're balancing your plate, eating enough protein. You can go out, don't have to stress about it. You can just literally do whatever you want, really, with your food, which is really fun. So eating at maintenance calories, and then of course you need to be thinking about your protein intake. Super, super important to keep that high so that you are maintaining your muscle and growing muscle during this phase. There has been so much research in and around protein and body composition. This one study on female physique athletes increased their total calorie intake around 250 calories a day from dietary protein alone. So not from carbs, not from fats, just from protein which had significant body recomposition effects, gaining 2.1 of fat-free mass and losing 1.1 kilo of fat mass, so not weight, of pure body fat, despite consuming an additional 223 calories a day. So this is here proof evidence that eating more is absolutely going to help you change your body composition in terms of gaining muscle and losing fat when you have your strategy right. Very important. This is something I absolutely teach you how to do inside the Fin Free Academy. So many people get this wrong in terms of they think they're eating enough protein. See it all the time. What are you having for breakfast? Two eggs on toast with some avocado. two eggs alone only have 12 grams of protein in them cool we can plus on the bread that's about an extra six grams so like sitting at about 18 grams of protein for an entire meal for a main meal for an active female you're looking at at least like 30 grams of protein per meal so you can see 18 grams is off And as soon as we miss protein at one of our main meals, it's going to significantly impact our overall daily needs and it's going to make it really hard to make up for it through our snacks and things like that. So that's why it's really, really important to be basing our main meals in and around protein. This is where protein supplements can be really, really beneficial, especially for females, because we can't eat as much as males simply because like we'd be stuffed and we'd feel really shit. Um, 
but yeah, we can't eat as you know as much as them to so it's a bit harder to reach that protein intake if we're not having supplements. Of course, you don't have to. You can easily reach your protein intake, especially if you're using things like cottage cheese, Greek yogurts, tuna as snacks. And then, of course, having like a good quality protein source at your main meals, then you easily can achieve it. However, if you're not, then it's absolutely a really good place to supplement. Cool. And I do have to throw it in here as well, is like you're only going to be able to be successful with maintenance calories if, number one, you know, like understand macros and how to balance your plate. And two, I have to say is having a healthy relationship with food. Because if you don't, if you're telling yourself you can't have certain things on certain days, if you're telling yourself that you can't have certain foods because they're bad, they're too high in calories, if you're telling yourself that you can only eat at certain times of the day, then you're not actually eating at maintenance calories because you're choosing what you're eating and when you're eating it based off your mental rules that you have in your head. You're not listening to your body. You're absolutely not fueling your body correctly because it's these mental rules and restrictions are the reason why you're then overeating on the weekends. The reason why you're, you're anytime you go out, you're like eating all the pasta and eating all the sides and eating everything because you're not allowing yourself to eat it during the week. Okay. So this is absolutely something you need to heal as well in order to be successful long term. Another thing that I teach you guys inside the Fit and Free Academy during the first phase of the program. So we're nailing our nutrition. We're eating our maintenance calories. We're eating enough protein. What do we need to do with our exercise? So what we need to do is we need to get stronger. We need to learn how to track our training. We need to learn how to apply progressive overload and stick to something, get better at it for at least six months to a year. And I know six months to a year sounds like a really long time. However, it's like once you understand everything, once you have an exercise program, then you just go and follow. Everything becomes super streamlined and super easy. And then slowly over time, your physique is just getting better and better without you really having to like put effort into it, if that makes sense. Of course, you're going to be putting effort in because you're going to be training hard and you're going to be fueling your body correctly. Like, I'm not saying that's easy. However, you don't have that constant stress of eating in the deficit, eating at a surplus, thinking about what I'm going to eat today, what shouldn't I eat today, what am I allowed to have, what I can't have, you know, like the stories that go on. So getting stronger over the time, what does that look like practically? So number one, of course, you need to be following an exercise program. Simply because, like, how are we going to get better at anything? Repetition. So doing the same thing over and over again for at least six weeks and getting better each week, right? So if you want to do this properly, making sure that you've got someone writing your own exercise program for you that knows what they're talking about because you need to be hitting each muscle group at least twice a week. If you're not hitting each muscle group twice a week, you're not giving it enough volume and you're not giving it enough frequency to give it a reason to change. Because the point is, right, like you have to get stronger over time because we know when we get stronger, we build muscle so that we have that body recomposition effect of losing the fat and toning up the muscles at the same time. This is the thing, like you can't just go and do cardio. You can't just go and burn calories and expect your muscles to get more dense 
because you're not training them in a way that's going to grow the muscle. You're doing it in a way that's actually pulling the muscle down and making it get smaller by the means of cardio. So it's actually contradictory what you want to achieve. So hitting each muscle group twice a week looks like quads, you need to train them twice a week. So that might be like, you know, on Mondays you're doing leg day, you're doing a set of squats. And then on Thursday you're doing legs again and then you've got a a leg press, right? There are two exercises that are really going to help you see more tone and less fat in and around your legs. On top of that, on top of the frequency, you need to be training at an intensity that is fucking hard on your muscles. Not on your breath, not on your cardiovascular system, not huffing and puffing, because again, that's going back to the mistake of you're exercising to lose weight, when now you want a body recomp, you need to exercise to get strong. So how do we do that? We're training in an intensity that that last repetition is fucking hard. You're like, oh my God, my legs. A good objective way of knowing if you're training hard enough is that that last repetition is about half the speed of the first rep. So it literally takes you longer to do it. You can still complete the full range of motion. And then you're thinking to yourself, I could probably do a little bit more, but probably not too much more. And it's freaking hard. Eight out of 10 effort. Then what you guys need to be doing is, yes, you need to be following a program, but you also need to be tracking your rate of progress and paying attention to performance. And I'm always going to talk about it, recovery. And this is something that I'm so passionate about it because for so long I was overtraining and I didn't realize it. You know, I had kneeling back pain that just never would go away. I could only get to like a certain, like 40 kilos with my deadlift. Like I could never progress it. And I was like, like I was, re- I was motivated to train. But the reason why I was motivated was not because like I was enjoying training, but it was because I was like so desperate to change my body composition. That was the thing that was getting me out the door. Not the fact that I wanted to train. So like losing interest in training and, you know, those other two things were big red flags that I was absolutely overtraining. And I see it with active females all the time, you know, going to Pilates in the morning and then going to do a strength training session and then maybe going for a run in the afternoon or even just like going to do a strength training session, but just feeling like it wasn't hard enough and then going for a run after and then not eating enough carbohydrates. Guys, red flags. It's actually hurting your progress. So tracking your rate of progress over time. This is something I do with my clients. Literally, I go in every Friday and I'm looking at their lifting and making sure that they're progressing each week. I'm progressing their exercise programs for them, especially at the beginning of their journey. So they're learning how to do it. I'm the type of coach that teaches you how to do things, not just necessarily doing it for you. Because it's the tools and all of this deep understanding that you gain is then you can do it all on your own by yourselves. And then the last thing I really want to speak to is super important is speaking more into about recovery because it's something that people don't give a fuck about. And I was looking into this because I'm also like, I'm quite passionate about it in terms of sleeping. So there was this study that had two groups of people that were in a calorie deficit One group had only one hour less on five days of the week of sleep than the other group. Interesting, both 
groups lost a total amount of body weight. So weight on the scale we're talking about here on average 3.2 kilos. But the crazy thing was that the group that was not sleep restricted, better preserved fat free mass and lost a significant amount of fat mass. So in summary of all of that, the people that weren't sleep deprived lost more body fat than the people that were sleep deprived, even though they lost the same amount on the scale. Another thing that this study also found is that the sleep restricted group had a significant increase in ghrelin. And what ghrelin is, is commonly referred to as the hunger hormone. It has been shown to increase the likelihood of weight regain, especially fat. And this is one of the biggest reasons why that many people fail to maintain their weight loss once and for good. Another thing that this study concluded is that sleep deprivation is also associated with negative hormonal adaptions through the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, leading to an increase in cortisol, glucose and insulin, and a decrease in testosterone and growth hormone, which ultimately means that dysregulation seems to create an antibody recomposition environment where building muscle mass and losing fat mass would be less likely. So summarizing all that for you is literally like this sleep deprivation is you put your body in a compromised position to actually lose fat tissue and gain and increase fat-free mass so you're getting that tone definition in your body. So guys, I really hope that helps you understand that you absolutely can lose fat and gain lean muscle at the same time. However, all you need to do is you need to have a really smart strategy in terms of your nutrition, having a healthy relationship with food, and then of course, your exercise routine. If you did like this episode, send me a message on Instagram and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. I love to hear it. And don't forget, if you want to know what you're doing wrong with your weight loss journey, then don't forget to do the quiz, which is in the show notes down below. Anyway, thank you for being here. Love you always. And I will see you guys next week. The number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're gonna start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals, take my free two-minute quiz. You can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals.